Warning, the following views will be extremely offensive. You will hear foul language, sexual innuendos, and jokes in poor taste. Viewer discretion is advised. I got blisters on my fingers! We'll do it live! Yeah, we're going to do it live, just like Bill O'Reilly says, every Sunday on this show. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we've got some good stuff for you. We're going to go right out of the gate right now with the next thing that's causing riots in the United States. If you've been living under a rock, you may not have heard of this, but a man named Hakeem Littleton was was killed, as the uh, as the headlines say, in Detroit by the police. Um, and there was riots over that, uh, a lot of civil unrest in Detroit. But uh, the cops, the, the police department in Detroit did a pretty good job of of, I think, laying this to rest for anybody that's got a brain. See, Hakeem Littleton wasn't even being arrested. So if you missed this, one of his friends was being arrested by the cops. Hakeem Littleton was going to cowboy up and save the day and pulled out a 25 caliber pistol from his pants, pointed it at a cop's head, which was about point-blank range, fired. Now, thankfully, he missed, okay? So the cop never got hit. And then, of course, what did the other cops do? They started unloading on him. Light his ass up. They did their job. Um, of course, even when this was coming out, people had to riot and start, you know, I think setting fires to stuff. So we're going to be following this pretty good. Uh, so this is going to be ever developing. We've got more stuff to talk about with, with the current situation and the civil unrest and everything going on in the United States. But these uh, kind of let me into something really interesting about Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know, you don't see this and, and you really haven't. I mean, there's been a few people um, in the black community that have kind of, I guess, stuck up for the police or whatever. And traditionally, as these kinds of issues have uh, risen in the country, one of, if not the most famous, I will say, at least living um, black athlete is, of course, Michael Jordan. And uh, he, he actually finally spoke out. And basically, he wrote a letter that was published by a website called The Undefeated, where he comes out and he says, as a proud American, a father who lost his own dad in a senseless act of violence. If you remember, his father was basically robbed by... Um, Another black man shot and killed. It was a it was a road thing, wasn't it? Yeah, did, basically. Did his dad pull over to help somebody out, or I, I think what ha- no, he was he was making a road trip because he was supposed to go and and see the family or whatever, and he pulled over to take a nap, and then right, that's they, what it was. They right. they carjacked him, and obviously it went bad. They shot and killed him. Right. Um, so anyway, he says, that's what it was. Yep. yeah, as a proud American and a father who lost. Uh, whose own dad in a senseless act of violence and, and a black man, I have been deeply troubled by the deaths of the African Americans at the hands of law enforcement and angered by the cowardly and hateful targeting and killing of police officers. I grieve with the families who have lost loved ones as I know their pain all too well. And basically it goes on uh, to kind of say that, you know, these law enforcement has protected him and his family for his entire career And basically summed it up by he granted uh, $1 million to two organizations, one being the Institute for Community Police Relations, uh, which was launched in May. And that's um, not a that's not a radical BLM thing, right? Well, no, that's, that's this is police. The right. Po- 
Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. And then, go ahead. Then another million he donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Okay, which so yeah, is, nothing yeah. radical. It I was, jumped the gun there, but correct. Yeah, they're not radical. They're both going to good causes. I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of backlash he gets in and Uncle Tom foolery from the uh, the liberal. Yeah, I mean, but this. you know, like he said, and like we've said, and a lot of people with common sense have said that yes these acts of these bad police have to stop. Something has to change or reform, whatever. I, I don't know what, um, but there needs to be steps taken. But the bottom line is, is he's basically saying they're not all bad. and there, there are good ones out there. And it's you can't target the entire group of them for the actions of the, the few. And it is few. I mean, right now we're seeing all these videos and stuff popping up because it's a hot button issue. So you're going to get these isolated instances, inc- eh, incidents, or, right? Um, so you're <laughs> going to Sunday see, morning on Eldonzo and D's yeah, we're half asleep and, and D's hit it hard last night. Big surprise. Um, but you're going to see more of it for the simple fact that it's a hot button issue and they're going to push that out there. And it leads you to believe that all cops are bad. And that's well, not the case. And that's know, what Michael Jordan is saying. He's also saying that, you know, he's going to help the, the the black people that need the help. But he's also going to help the police officers that, like he said, had, had basically protected him and his family his entire life. Well, you know, one of the good things nowadays is, is you know, as a police officer in a big city, you can't run from evidence at this point. You've got body cams. Everybody's got cell phones. Look, if somebody does something wrong and they're, they're a police officer, we're going to know it. Yeah. So you got to sit back and wait for the evidence to come in. And we're not going to beat the dead horse of George Floyd. And I don't mean that isn't George Floyd's a dad. I didn't mean that. What I mean is the whole overall. Yeah, that could have sounded poor bad. choice of words. Yeah, I'm going to be getting death threats uh. here pretty soon. Poor choice of words. Um, but there's still evidence emerging from that. The judge has actually put gag orders on everybody in the prosecution and the defense side of this thing because something leaked out that the body cam footage transcript uh, may show that George Floyd was having respiratory issues while they were trying to get him in the car. Now, we don't know yet, but that's going to come out. So there's always evidence emerging. You have to look at things. Just to be clear, though, we both still feel that Derek Chauvin acted. I, well, absolutely was wrong. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the reason this could really blow up is because that officer's body cam footage being leaked could show that he was not culpable in the death of George Floyd. So, which was going to cause even more riots, even more issue if one of these cops is found innocent. But look, if the evidence is there that this guy was trying and he was acting to the letter of the law, then he he shouldn't go to jail. He should not be, Uh, well, uh, if it shows it. That's all I'm saying. If the lawyer does his job, and there say, is hey, no letter of the law that that says you can put your knee on the back of somebody's neck. I'm not neck talking about you. Derek Chauvin. I'm talking about the other officers. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. If the other officers were just doing what they were trained to do, then they can't be held accountable for this. But- and, and like I said before, I can't remember his name, uh, but the of the four cops, the black cop, um, he was a, a rookie, I believe. He was. It was. He'd only been there a few weeks, if that. And the early transcripts came out and said, showed that he asked Derek Chauvin, should, you know, should we turn him on his side or, you know, just which if he's got a case, that's what they will build off of. And this body cam footage, because it might very well be the same cop. Um, 
So if, if any of them have a case, I think that's probably the guy that does. Well, I, and I'll tell you what, what's looking like that's emerging is going <clears> to, <throat> Derek Chauvin's not getting out of this, but where they may drop charges or reduce those is from what I'm seeing. Okay. We got to wait till this all comes up. But from what I'm seeing, Derek Chauvin isn't being hostile towards George Floyd. From what I'm hearing coming out, Derek Chauvin appears to think he's doing the right thing i.e. he's not being nasty towards George Floyd in that sense. He's not saying things. He's not acting in that type of Yeah, hostage. no, he, he like didn't we say saw, anything. Like we saw in like Tony Tempa. Right. Okay, we're not seeing that. So we're, this is this is ever developing. But anyway, the judge has put gag orders on everybody because he's sick and tired of them releasing this stuff to the public to try and help out you know, their side of it, whether it be prosecution or defense, because they're both going to do it. And then one more thing, just to piggyback off the Jordan thing, you know, kudos to him for having the balls to to do something like that. And I, I wish that some of these uh, superstar, you know, African-American athletes would come out in the same manner. Yes, those killings are wrong in some cases, not all as we know. But bottom line is it, it, it's enough that there needs to be changed. But also, yes, these cops are not all guilty here and maybe that could help bring people a little more together than they are right now. Cause right now, I mean, between well, the left and the right, and then you got the African-Americans and the whites, we couldn't be further apart. Well, the big problem is and we're starting to see this now is a crime rate in big cities is skyrocketing. You know, one problem they have in New York and Chicago is that cops that maybe had 10 more years left to go or had five more years left to go are saying, F this, yeah, we're done. done. We're retiring. I'm taking my retirement now. And Can you got you cops blame quitting. Them? No, I don't blame them one bit. I mean, they're here's your job. Go out there and enforce the law, but don't enforce the law. In New York, they uh, I can't remember the name of the unit. It was like a preventative crime unit where they had plainclothes officers out there. And I think there was like a thousand of them. And they would actually walk around the city. And as a crime was happening, they would go and stop it. So they were kind of undercover. They did away with that whole unit. And that was one of the units they put in 20 years ago that drastically reduced the crime in New York City and made New York one of the safest big cities in the world. They just dusted that and threw them into other parts and the uh, other precincts and split them up. So, wow. you know, this is, we got to get our law and order to a point to where people are not afraid to do that job because we called it, people like me called it that this is going to happen and it's happening. If you keep stripping police officers of their rights or taking the tools away from them to do their job, they're going to end up quitting. And I think, you know, looking at Baltimore, Chicago, New York, L.A., uh, Minneapolis, it's not working for them. When you have a free society, it's never it doesn't worked have, in Chicago. I mean, it never has. Yeah. But it's even worse now. When you have a free society and no police officers in it, it's pandemonium. I mean, it's just it's insanity. Yeah. I so. mean, look, July 4th, what do we have? I think four uh, children under the age of 14 were shot and killed. Yeah. At one, it was like a, a barbecue on July 4th, and somebody just walked up and opened fire. Like, and they were black. They were, yeah, it was black on black. Look, this is an issue here. Whether you want to admit it or not, Terry Crews, did you see his thing with Don Lemon, Jello? No. I, no. I mean, I saw the, again, it, like scrolling through the Facebook thing, but. I didn't actually see it, but I did. I know that it exists. So T- that. Terry Crews was explaining to Don Lemon how, yes, we have to, we have to, we have to head off this, the police reform and get that done. 
But he also brought to light on CNN on Don Lemon's show how Black Lives Matter doesn't care about the kids being killed in Chicago no, or it, New York. And Don Lemon, you know, unfortunately... It doesn't help their cause. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help their cause at all. And Don Lemon said, well, that's not what it's about. It's about police brutality. And there are, you know, uh, people that are protesting this, which there's really not people protesting yeah, where? this. I mean, you know? I know at points in time people have protested that, but they're not doing it if, now. If that were the case, there should be a march in Chicago every week this is why black lives matter that that moniker there should be something else blacks against police brutality when you say black lives matter i'm thinking all black lives and if you go to really where the black lives are being ended it's not in police brutality no it's, it's that's the insanity of it all terry cruz had to be because don lemon of course pushed that off as well and said that that wasn't as big an issue as what we're dealing with now if terry cruz would have just broke it down as in 50% of homicides in the U.S., all homicides, are black people. And over 90% of all black homicides are black-on-black. Black. That's 45% of all homicides in this country are black-on-black black crime. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider that African Americans make up 14% of the population, that's a that's a pandemic in itself right there. Right. So somebody needs to explain this to Don Lemon, and I wish I had more clout because I would go on a show and explain it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, we're, but, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. We're trying to get bigger and better here. Getting better every day. Speaking about speaking of getting better every day, something I really love to see. So they had some line workers in Ford Motor Company that mm. are protesting making police cars now. So as you know, Ford makes a lot of these uh, explorers and other vehicles for the cops. And I they, think, what, what was the number they put out? It's like... Over eighty percent, I think, of the police cars in America, something Ford, yeah, something really high like that, yeah. You know, I mean, I know that's not Ford's big bread and butter, but that's a line. That's a lot of jobs right there. And yeah. these people wanted to protest, wrote a letter to the CEO of Ford, and said, "We don't want to make these cars anymore." And you know what? Give props to him. This day and age, he said, "Tough shit, we're making them." Well, yeah. The, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still a business. Look, if I you mean, want to protest police brutality, that's fine. But now you want to stop making the cars that they. What do you think is going to happen if Ford stops making them? Somebody they're going to go to Chevy or somebody else. Yeah, somebody else is going Dodge, to make them. Dodge, Chevy, somebody will make them. I guess they had a couple guys at a. I can't remember which state it was in at a Five Guys restaurant. Uh, refused to serve police officers, and they got fired. Oh yeah, they got fired. I saw that. Rightfully yeah. so. Man, these I, people no, are trying, hungry. Mo, most of these be yeah, five guys. That's it's coming, stuff. dude. Have you I'm, seen it? Coming here? It's here. It's Where's just, it at? Um, Staples. That That's Shopping Plaza, College and Veterans. I didn't know that. Staples and Petco right there. Well, right out front facing Veterans Parkway. The building's done. They're just working on the inside. I think they're targeting August, and I'll be one of the fat pieces of shit in line. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Man. Portillo's. Portillo's is one that came Overhyped. here. Overhyped. Overhyped, but I got to tell you what, lately since the pandemic, I've been going out for lunch. I get that they got a chili cheese dog there. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's good. But it is overhyped. It isn't. I like don't want to go into Portillo's. As good as the, the line said. You know? I took my kid to Portillo's for his birthday, and he had a couple couple of his friends with him. And we went in there, and it was like it was like being shuffled through like your cattle. And oh, yeah. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, I know they're going for a gimmick there, but that's not my type of gimmick. But drive through I was quite happy with. You it, know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and to you know, continue this derailment train here that we're on, I just got to say, Chick-fil-A, I don't get it. Do you ever drive by that place when they're open? Yeah. It's always around the building, the line. It's 
Well, I know, but okay. It's so, not that good. It's don't get. It's no, a I good think, chicken sandwich. I think it's. I I do because what it's I still used to, not wait in line for twenty five minutes. Good. But here's the thing, Dee's, and I did this like a live Facebook thing. So a couple weeks ago, they were doing this. Yeah, line wrapped around the yeah. belt, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I really want because I got really good breakfast sandwiches. I mean, the best. Knock McDonald's out of the park. So I'm like, hell with it. You know, I'll try. everybody else has lines wrapped around. Pulled up to Chick-fil-A. They had like five people out there working, taking yeah. orders, doing the cash. But dude, you were through there in three or four minutes. They are quick. I'll give them that. And they're very nice people. And that's why I like to. When it, you, well, they're so quick because they only make like four things. Well, yeah, but you, you know get, what? That's You get a chicken sandwich, a spicy chicken sandwich, or you get chicken tenders and waffle fries. They don't really have anything else. Like, no, but it's good what they do. do. No, but, it's, yeah. You know, one thing I, I kind of had to snap off about it. Dan, Dan Caffey, I think that's his name. Dan Caffey, the CEO of Chick-fil-A shining that rapper's shoes, getting down and shining. And we talked about yeah, this, but yeah. you know, I just, and my mom, my mom still is, makes a good chicken sandwich though. Yeah. But damn, but you know what? If we stop eating everywhere that pisses us off, we're not going to ever eat again. We'll have ever oh, Speaking of that, you see Goya food CEO. Yeah. I've seen some of that. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of threw some praise at Trump and now everybody's boycotting his brand. You know, he's a, uh, they're Spanish. Yeah. So it's like he's saying, hey, thanks, Donald Trump. You know, good to have a business guy here. And everybody's going, don't buy Goya. And, and you got you got AOC. That's the sound of me Googling a Bobby or Adobe. What was it? Adobo? Uh, Adobo. That's the sound of me yeah. Googling Adobo. Well, whatever. Shut up. I hope right. she gets voted out too. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. We got way off the rails there. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what you expect here on this show. Well, yeah. I mean, we got a fluff time somewhere, don't we? And I'm still hungry. But anyway, so... <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> what? What? Are, I don't even remember. Are you what ever that... not hungry? Actually, for as fat as I am, I really typically only eat once a day. Yeah, but you do that. You like your day job's laying floors, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that if that if not if anything burns calories, it's that because I had to do yeah. that that one time. I'm like, how do you do? That? How do you? I've knees... actually lost over Corona and the winter. I I got up to I don't know like two thirty, and I'm back down to under two fifteen. Yeah. For the first time since last year, but yeah, we. You know, I definitely work hard and I only eat once, but when I eat, I eat. Yeah. So <laughs> the, every car he can get his hands yeah, on. Absolutely. He's a bit, you're a big fan of the pony shoes with all the fresh oh, fries. Oh yeah. 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 Give me potatoes and bread and all that good I stuff. I wouldn't be able to move for three days if I ate one of well, those. Well, usually I go into about an hour to two hour food coma and then I'm good, <laughs> but you know. So yeah, somebody asked, how does J.B. Pritzker <laughs> sleep at night? I said, he doesn't sleep, it's food coma. Right. All right, what the what what were we talking about? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff. So we we let off with the Michael Jordan, but we'll kind of keep on this. Lady A, yeah. Lady Antebellum, they got woke. They care about you know all. They care about everybody's feelings now, and they care about the black community. And this just blows my in mind. Yeah, so uh, we covered this a few weeks ago when we were talking about all the people, famous people like David L. Roth, and um, oh my god, yeah. Uh, Lady Antebellum, the, the country group, uh, a new country sucks. Let me just put that out there. Yes, yes. <clears throat> anyway, sucks. so they changed their name to just Lady A. Well, it turns out that there is a blues singer. Uh, now, I, believe I think we from... have to mention that she's black. Yes, yes. Oh, this is important is to black. this. Um, her real name, oh, I got to find it. Uh Oh, I can't find it. Her last name is White. I know that much. Anyway, so she's a blues singer. She is black. And she goes by the name of Lady A. And has done so 
for decades. I, I want to say 20 to 30 years. And, and she's not, you know, uh, obviously she's not a household name, but uh, she's a touring you know, musician who right. has been doing this for a very long time <clears throat> and has been known as Lady A. And, of course, Lady An- Antebellum, uh, they actually got together in a Skype call. And this doesn't have a date on it, but I want to say it was a month or two ago uh, in the the heat of the whole uh, coronavirus thing because they were on, like I said, video chat. It was Lady A with Lady Antebellum, and I believe it was a couple of Lady A's representatives. And they even put Lady Antebellum put a thing out on Instagram saying, today we connected privately with the artist Lady A, meaning the blues singer. Right. It was transparent, honest, and authentic conversations were had. We are excited Aww. to excited to share. We are moving forward with positive solutions and common ground. Oh, that's just so awesome. The hurt is turning into hope. More to come. Oh, God bless them. God bless Lady A. Antebellum. Well, apparently, the more to come that they spoke of was not quite the happy ending that um, we were led to believe because now uh, the band Lady Antebellum a, Lady Antebellum, has sued the singer, Anita White, um, basically for trademark. And the reason is, and they were the band released a statement saying, our sincere hope to join together with Anita White in unity and common purpose has ended. She oh, and, no. Yeah, she and her team have demanded a $10 million payment. So reluctantly, we have come to the conclusion that we need to ask court to affirm our right to continue to use the name Lady A, a trademark we have held for many years, which is true. They trademarked it back in 2011 for merchandising. So the big question is, so Lady Antebellum trademarked Lady A. They yes. trademarked that. Yes. They own that. Yes. Now, did this Anita White trademark Lady A? or I, any- I have to assume no, because she hasn't come out and said that. She's just, her name is Anita, and she went by Lady A. And, of course, we know that she wasn't ever a superstar or anything like that. I think right. she was just kind of a, you know, local small clubs and, and things of that nature. Um, when they asked W or HLN asked her why she was seeking the $10 million. She said that she needed $5 million to rebrand herself and to help her community. You know, I mean, 5 you know, million. Is that what it can? Well, I think I want to rebrand myself. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should rebrand El Donzo and D's if we can get five million right. bucks out of and, it, and which then we the, never would. The additional five million would go to charity, including Black Lives Matter. So, so we just got a whole a whole storm of wokeness here, and they're just canceling each other out. Yeah, as much as I hate, I guess hate is a strong word. As much as I dislike Lady Antebellum and basically all new country. <clears throat> It's kind of hard to see them really as as the bad guys here. They're basically, I mean, they did trademark the name. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they legally got the rights. They legally got the rights to the name. And if they tried playing ball with Anita White, if they tried to play ball with her, say, hey, we'll make this right. And she goes, no, it's going to take $10 million. Which apparently they did. I mean, we talked, they, right. they released that video in the Instagram post. They did try and work with her. And then she came back with this $10 million demand. So, I mean... But but let's let's remember something here. If they just could turn down the wokeness a little bit and just say, hey, look, 
Lady Antebellum, yeah, the Antebellum South, but we're not for slavery. We're keeping our name, you know. Right. If they would just hold her their guns, this would have never happened anyway. Agreed. And this young lady, or probably not young lady at this point. Yeah, no, she's an older lady. Um, I mean, she could have gone on about She's probably in her 50s, I think. Yeah, wokeness doesn't... This level of wokeness does not help anybody. The bottom line, I mean, this this probably, like I said, could have been solved uh, much simpler. Uh, I can only say that greed, maybe, or because it's such a national story, uh, especially in today's society with this... Uh, divide that we have between the the white and the African-American community for her to come out and demand $10 million, which is probably $9 million more than she made in her entire career. Probably. Know, to I to rebrand. Right. To rebrand herself. I mean, I'm sorry, but who the hell are you, you know, to, to demand $10 million just so that you can allow this band to use the name that they already trademarked. I mean, the law is on their side. Yeah. At this this point, I got to assume that this is just going to get destroyed in, in court. Well, not destroyed. I mean, lady, she's going to get destroyed in court because you know, the trademark is the trademark and her $10 million demand does not look good on her. Well, I mean, either way you slice this, this has just gone to a whole new level of insanity. What's going on in this country right now? It's it's that's all there is to it. So Absolutely. we'll see what happens with Lady A and Lady A. Like I said, I never liked Lady Annabellum anyway. But right. You know what? Uh, speaking of country music, Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels yep. died at I think it was eighty three years old. He died. Yep. Had a stroke and and and, and passed away. And I, I touched this touched on this on my show, but yeah, I mean, growing up, um, my father. And mom and dad actually were and still are big country music fans. And so that's why when I say that new country sucks, that's because I grew up on the classic, you know, country basically from the sixties. Right. Myself as well. Up until about the mid nineties, while I was always growing up, I was a rock and roller, but I didn't exactly dislike country <laughs> music until that whole uh, pop country wave hit. Well, that was about the time, about ninety, the mid nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, you, you you know you had Brooks and Dunn, you had Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, you, you George had, Strait was kind of transcendent from. But the, that's when they and they all started off as really good country music. Yeah, well, I mean, was, Garth Brooks is still really good country music, even his new is. stuff is not anything like Luke Bryan or no, the bro country is what I don't like. That yeah, bro pop yeah. country when they mix country and hip hop, sorry, doesn't belong. I'd rather listen to hip hop than I would country hip hop. Yeah. The so, just funny thing, with you. Uh, well, again, yet another derailment, but a uh, funny thing, it was, God, it's got to have been eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. They put out this uh, music DJ or whatever, basically took like the top, I think it was six or seven of the country songs that year and basically oh. put them in a, 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 a digital audio workstation, which is what we use to produce the show here. And you could literally listen to them all. He lined them up. You could listen to them all at the same time. And they're all the same it's the structure. same goddamn song. Yes. They're like different words, obviously. And then you had a couple of different instrumental things going on here and there. But the act like the, the main beat of this song, you 
They were the same. It's just mass-produced yes. garbage. Yep. It's just to get people right to Right on down the assembly line, they have somebody just, here. here's your lyrics, do this. We'll throw in a couple of extra hi-hats and, and you call know, it a day. Here's the thing. If you're not into music, you just, you just like the groove of something, that's great. But when you're into music like Deez and I, it's... Growing up, music was something that was powerful that got yeah. in. You shook your fist to it, you know, especially heavy metal and all this other stuff. That was written by guys that were down on their luck. So if you're ever down on your luck and listen to Motorhead or the early Judas Priest or stuff like that or, or Led Zeppelin, it had so much emotion to the music. Right. That you were, Kiss. Kiss wasn't on the they level. They were more the party, like, you know. But exactly. They're more the rebellion. The, yeah. Here we are, you know, yeah, right, exactly. right in your face. That was something that, that we got enjoyment out of because we could touch base with. And the older country, for that matter, uh, used to get ripped on because, you know, the wife left you, the dog died, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, but that shit really happened to, uh, to those yeah, people. Yeah, no, it was powerful. Like, that stuff meant something to them. And it was, you know. I turned 21 in prison. Yeah. Life without parole. That's, I, mean, I love 70s and 80s country, even some 60s country. I mean, we're talking the, the true outlaws. You know, Johnny Cash, Jerry Reed, Jerry Reed, Waylon Jennings, Merle, ha- uh, Merle I mean, Haggard. We're just naming Hank all the top Jr. guys here. I yeah. mean, we're not I even mean, getting into the. And then you got, like you said, the, the bro country where they come out and, they, you know, we're going out in the truck and we're going to party all night and drink all day, blah, drink blah, blah. Drink beer in a pickup you truck. Know, and got my girl with no, her Daisy Dukes on and her cowboy yeah, boots. And... There's no meaning to country music anymore. And, and it's I not. Think, there, you know, there really isn't. I mean, it does nothing for me. So to see Charlie Daniels pass away was. You know, it's like uh, like the possum said, who's going to fill their shoes? Right. I mean, that's... Yeah, he was he was an icon. I mean, the fiddle playing one, but he was a great songwriter as well. Yeah, George Jones said it the best. Who's going to fill their shoes? And right now, nobody, uh, nobody can do it. No. So we just lost another one. Yep. So going on, it was, we're going to try to segue this. we got so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to kind of get back to the whole... Civil unrest and all this stuff. I got to touch on this. Have you heard of the NFAC? Only what you showed me and, and told me. Okay, the NFAC, and we try to we try to curb the, the foul language here, but we're all adults listening to this. It's marketed towards adults, so I'm just going to say it. NFAC stands for the Not Fucking Around Clan, and it is led by a cat named the Real Grandmaster Jay, who I guess was a hip-hop artist. I've never heard of. Have you heard of him? The real Graham? I've heard of it because uh, there was, well, I don't. No, not don't Jam know. Master Jay. Uh, that's what I was going to say. There was Jam Master Jay. Then there was Grandmaster Flash. Right. But, but I've never heard Grand of Master the real Grandmaster Jay. So for those of you that don't know, uh, he was leading a group of about a thousand black militants that went to March in Stone Mountain, Georgia to kind of counter the white supremacist KKK. They're they're all clad in black, had like airsoft tactical vests on. Um, They had what appeared to be AR-15s, but most of the pictures show that they were the 22 variant with with shell casings jammed in there and, you know, (laughs) stovepipe rounds or whatever. Not stovepiping. So anyway, they're down there. Stone Mountain, Georgia. These were the guys that were going up to white people's vehicles and asking for reparations. Uh, Grandmaster Jay is also demanding that the United States give him Texas. I did see that. He's looked at this. He's decided Texas is good for any black person uh, that's descended from slaves, that they want Texas. And if the United States isn't going to give it to them, they're going to take it. Uh, 
Which look, I'm telling you, look, 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 go take take Chicago. We'll give you we'll give you Cook County. Come here to Illinois. You can have Cook County. Okay. Uh, go take L.A. Go take New York. I'm telling you, for your own safety, do not go to Texas. That's what I was just going to say. Look, if you're if you're an African American and you want to take over a state, and I was going to list the God uh, no, not Texas. Yeah, Texas is probably number one on the list of the don't. F with Texas. I mean, well, here's the thing, and this is what's bothering me. So we'll we'll talk about some other. He's got a firearms training video training the women, and you got to go watch it. Go to go to the real Grandmaster J on Facebook. Okay, this guy's got all his videos. You can go and see him, and it's it's laughable. They say they have military <laughs> training. If they had military training, they've smoked it away. Um, it's it reminds me. There's a, a meme, and it still goes around to this day. It's it's of a guy um, who's holding clearly a six shooter revolver and he's got of course the handle in his in the palm of his hand and his fingers kind of go down extending past the handle and he's holding a clip a magazine a pistol like are a you, nine are ma- you serious yeah and holding it up to the camera like he's got this you know big gun with this huge clip and it's a goddamn revolver oh God. you know that's where that's where i get lost i, I started watching a movie and, and and everybody's like, well, it's just it's just a mistake in a movie. But to me, it's like, how can you? I mean, they did this in one of the Dirty Harry films too. But that stuff bothers me too. Like, but when so I'm watching this movie, it looks interesting. And in the first ten minutes of the movie, somebody takes a pillow and takes a revolver and, and takes it, a and pillow silences, to silence and, it. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't even have to be in the guns to know that's not going to happen. Right. That's you. You. That only works when it's breach. It's anyway. So anyway, that that stuff gets me. So. So watching this, but no, get over there. The firearms training video. Uh, she's got a, obviously a twenty-two, and uh, the real grandmaster Jay explains to her that this firearm. Don't worry about if somebody's running away. You can kill them at three thousand yards. <laughs> and then he tries to jam uh, five. Okay, Chris Kyle. Uh, yeah, five. Yeah, there's no gun handheld that can shoot that far. Right. So then he tries to jam. He flips it over and tries to jam a uh, an actual five point five six AR fifteen magazine into it. Into a twenty-two. Yeah. It's 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 like okay, people armed on the streets. I understand is scary. People armed on the streets that have no clue what they're doing is far scarier. Talking about people armed that have no idea what they're doing, the McCluskeys in St. Louis. You know the Karen with the gun, the pistol. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So and, and look, while I commend these people, they were standing up for their rights. They, they were. They took his gun. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, they yeah, they got a warrant for that. Yeah. I mean, these people came out on their property and defended it. Now, the way they did it, Slaff, well, not so much him, but the wife. I love that they're out there like barefoot. And I mean, she's pointing the pistol like it's the it, memes are awesome. It clearly looks like it's the first time she's ever held a gun. It was the first. She is. And I'm he's a, standing there with. Is that an a, a, AR? Looks like an M16. It is. It's but, an AR-15. But yeah. yeah and he's standing Stop. there in a like a polo shirt, a polo and shirt. khaki pants. Neither one of them have shoes on to a group of hundreds. Now, granted, like you said, something like we've come here to grill hot dogs and kick ass. We're all out of hot dogs. Right. Yeah. The the (laughs) people did break down the gate and storm this community, which is where the I believe it was the mayor of St. Louis lived. Yeah. The mayor. They they said they were going to the mayor's house. Yeah. And these people were out there just having dinner. And saw this happen, went in and grabbed some guns because they see what's going on in the other cities. And they're actually uh, lawyers, Democrats, who actually have black clients that have been involved in police brutality. 
and they're contributors to the BLM. Yeah. So, I mean, but they fear for their lives. They didn't know what was going to happen. They see what goes on on TV. So, of course, they're getting picked apart now because they defended their property. Well, and what they what they should have done is, sure, be ready to protect yourselves, but don't come out on the front lawn. I mean, at that point, you're just poking the bear. You know, if you want to have your guns locked, loaded, ready to go. Well, here's the thing. They didn't they, come they on s- those people's property. They said they did. They were coming up to the property. They were like moving towards the house. So hey, you can say, you can nitpick all you want to, but here's at the end of the day, I can go out in my front yard and stand there with my gun and tell people to get away from my house yeah. all day long. You can do that any state, I think in America, you should be able to anyway. Yeah. I know you property, can. Missouri. I would think so. So anyway, yeah, yeah we had to touch was, on that. So it was definitely so, comical. Yeah, it was definitely comical. So we just we just encapsulated two groups of people uh, that are allowed to carry firearms <laughs> that maybe should have a little bit of training first. Yeah, a lot so, of training. But I stand I stand with the McCluskeys no matter if they're trained or not. I mean, they did what they had to do, but they're paying a price a price that I think is wrong for it. So agreed. But nowadays you can see a lot of that. You got what do you got pulled up on your screen? <laughs> you get. Dude, I always look over. He's got his laptop. All I do is look at a digital audio workstation just, all day just to make sure the legend, the the levels are good. I look at a piece of paper I got notes on. I, he's surf, surfing. He's got Kanye West pulled up. Well, of course, Kanye West on July 4th made his big announcement. And I'm sorry to say that because we did our show on Friday, we weren't able to cover this. But <laughs> this is great. He's running for president and has he says that he has thrown away his MAGA hat. He has broken ties with Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has. And he's he's running for president. He now, claims that was all over the I didn't go in the bunker thing, which yeah. I think's BS, because if there's anything, if, if you if you're a if you're an independent African-American man, if there's anything to break with Donald Trump over, it isn't this whole BS bunker story, okay? So, right. so and, I don't and, buy that. And he's got the backing of, of Elon Musk. He's supporting him. Yeah, and I don't, I, don't, I don't know if... I'm not sure if Elon Musk is doing that tongue-in-cheek, but there was... Oh, I think it was... Uh, who else was it? Uh, Mark Cuban, I think, said something about it, too. Right. I mean... <sighs> this is what's going on. I don't think... He's actually going to file the paperwork, okay? I, I don't really think he's going to do that. But if he does, and I've said this I said this recently, he's doing it to help Donald Trump whether he knows it or not. Yeah, it may not <laughs> necessarily. I mean, maybe he he is serious and maybe he has broken ties with Trump. But the bottom line is, any way you slice it, if he carries through with this run for president, all he's going to do is hand it over to Donald Trump. Absolutely. Because, I, uh, look... Where do you think his votes are going to come from? Surely it's not. He's not going to pull that many Republican votes away. No, he's, no, he's going not. to pull the the left, the, the Democratic side, because traditionally the the Democratic candidates pull most of the black vote. Well, the Demo- majority and of and no, and it is historically that's accurate. And I past- think that this race is is going to be close enough anyway that if Kanye West follows through and and is you know a lot of people come, is- come November those you know even if he only takes away five percent of the vote, which I think that's probably a, on the high side, but in a, a close race, three to five percent is huge. I mean, we had this discussion. Uh, couple weeks ago about the whole party system and you're taking votes away from one side or the other and that's what's going to happen this is joe biden's worst nightmare 
Yeah, and you know what? It's the Democratic Party's worst nightmare. Here's the thing. So so we saw Biden up in the polls about, what, 12 points last month, and everybody was just just pulling their hair out over this. I mean, you had the left, which was excited. Oh, he's going to pound Donald Trump into the sand. Then you had the right. that Some of the people on the right were, were freaked out. I really wasn't freaked out. And this goes to show you because I think he's only leaning by four points now. We're so far off from the election. I mean, in an election year, two and a half, three months is a lifetime. So this is, you're going to see this flip around a lot. Look, Biden is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So Biden comes out there and says he'd love to debate Trump. And I think he's lying at that point because it, we're getting. has to be. If Look, if he refuses to debate Trump, it's over. If he goes out and debates Trump. Now, the last, flat, he just came out a week ago and had a press conference or he kind of had a rally. And he was actually semi-coherent and semi-making sense. But after three months hidden in your basement being coached, I mean, I hope he can get that together. Right. But the big thing is when he goes toe-to-toe with Donald Trump, the, the one good thing Donald Trump's got on his side is he goes off script all the time. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to be able to hang with that. I don't think Trump ever has a script. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, he, he Part just, of the problem, really. You're taking a guy that's got to be coached constantly and handled, and you're going to throw him into the wolves lair, lair dude. I mean, I just don't. Either way, it's not going to go good for Biden. And just a, a couple snippets from the interview that Kanye gave. Uh, apparently, he's going to be running for president in 2020 under a new banner, the birthday party. Are you joking? No. no. He, his the, political the, 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 party is apparently called the birthday party. Bitty, 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 that's all, folks, the birthday party. And he says that he's okay with siphoning off black votes from the Democratic nominee, thus, <laughs> thus helping Trump. He, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's doing this on purpose, man, and these people are going to vote for him. And, and he says, you know, I'm not denying it. I, I just told you to say the black vote is Democratic is a form of racism and white supremacy. He's right there, but that's what the, that's the only reason the Democrats care and pander is to get their votes. He also says that he's never voted in his life. I believe that. I do too. Uh, apparently, he had COVID back in uh, February. Um, he's suspicious of a coronavirus vaccine, terming vaccines the mark of the beast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anti-vaxxer. He believes Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Now, you kind of have a smirk on your face there, but look how they've popped up predominantly black places. Yeah. And look at the, look at the founder, Margaret Sanger, yeah. who was a eugenicist. I mean, she, she worked with W E W E W D W E Du Bois. <laughs> I was fumbling on that. And she also, today, junior, today, junior. Um, I was like, but Biden there. Oh, I shouldn't make fun of people that stutter. I don't think that, I don't think Biden stutters. I, anyway, I saved the best for last. Okay, well, let me finish with this. So, Margaret oh. Sanger, in case you don't know, this is the only thing that led credence to this. She was a racist. I mean, if you go back and research, and you got the people, I've had this argument with people on the left. Oh no, that's just that's just trumped up. That's not the case. No, that is the case. Go back and look historically. She wanted to get rid of black babies. She wanted to keep that population down, and anybody else she thought wasn't genetically worthy to be in her community. So that, I'm just saying, that has a little bit of truth to it. Planned Parenthood is one of those things where I, I talked about um, at the the debut show that we did where um, I have views on both sides. I, I think for the most part, Planned Parenthood is a good thing, you know. Um, there, there's stuff that they do that's good, yeah. okay? 
it, it helps, you know, uh, people, women, obviously, who uh, can't necessarily afford health care, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not even going to touch on the whole abortion debate. Um, but yeah, I think they get a lot more heat than they probably deserve. But anyway, um, we'll leave that there for another show. Yeah. Here's here's the best part of the interview that he said. <clears throat> I'm trying to say this without cracking. You can do it. Just imagine we're all naked. He well, wait a minute. No, no I don't here. want to do that. <laughs> he envisions a White House organizational model <clears throat> based on the secret country of Wakanda oh. in the movie Black Panther. He said that? Yes. Well, this isn't the first time Kanye West has lost his mind. <laughs> Oh, I, I, if they have debates, I'll do anything to get Kanye on that stage with them just for the comedic value, dude, Wakanda, Wakanda. Hey, if he's, if he's going to introduce the tech that they have in Wakanda, I'm all for that. But well, he better now have... see I've, I've seen Black Panther is a great movie, a little overhyped. I'll save that for something else but uh i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it just so that i can get ready for the new america yeah <laughs> that's an america here's the thing dude if he runs on the policies he supported <laughs> which has been donald trump's policies for the most part yeah then he's not gonna, these i mean no so what's he gonna do how can he flip that much i mean i, I would think no if idea. kanye was ever gonna run for president he would be a black donald trump at that point Millionaire who really sided with a lot of the stuff and supported Donald Trump, and now he's going to flip. Yeah, it doesn't make with, it anyway. Biden, Biden's toast. I'm sorry. With Biden's with toast. Kanye being Kanye, I would not at all be surprised if this doesn't like somehow turn into like an album release or something. Yeah, he's he's you pushing know, it for an album it, release. Yeah, this is. I think it's all just a big ruse, and it's it, look. Say what you want about Kanye. Yeah, he's a little batshit, but a little. Yeah. But he he knows how to market, you know. The man sells billions worth of of albums, and well, you know, he's huge in the the hip hop world. There's and, a saying: any publicity is good publicity. So with this, don't be surprised if what Lady A is doing isn't about selling records and getting their name out there either. Right. I mean, I guarantee you that's that's going to play a part in it because at the end of the day, I'm convinced these celebrities, these rich people, these rich Democrats, these woke. Uh, people on, you know, center stage in this country, they don't care about the cause. I really don't think they do. Basically, we're going to find out soon because uh, he's got, at this point, less than 30 days to make a final decision and file the paperwork or whatever. He's going to definitely have to crap or get off the pot. We'll see if the uh, NFAC, led by the real Grandmaster Jay, endorses him. I mean, they're both hip-hop and... I can't wait to see what this guy does next. We're going to have to keep you posted. He's going to make Elon Musk the head of the, the space program, which makes sense. I mean. Is he going to keep Space Force? That's a big question. <laughs> That's. Uh, I, I think it's cool. I volunteer yeah. for Space Force. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll go. Hell. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But anyway, Deeds, you got anything to wrap us up with? Well, I think we, we kind of have to touch on coronavirus. Um, oh, I forgot about yeah. that. And I was talking about wrapping up, and we just we went off on a tangent. Uh, we went off on several tangents today. Give it um, to me, D. So the spikes obviously are still going on. I mean, Florida, 
just the other day down in, I believe it was Dade County, which is the Miami area, uh, over 50% of their tests on one particular day came back positive. <gasps> I um, can't believe it. Uh, Another thing that happened right, literally right after we recorded last week's episode was that the CDC published a report, which, of course, once again, was not really covered um, nationally because it doesn't fit the narrative. But the CDC basically confirmed that the death rate is, and we talked about the the antibody tests, and those were speculative. This is confirmed now that the- By the CDC. By the CDC, yes. Uh, the worst case scenario right now, and there is some science, but not quite to the extent that the antibody tests were, um, the worst case scenario is the death rate sits at around 0.4%. Which is pretty damn low. Yeah. So, And we are seeing these spikes. <clears throat> and, of course, you knew that it was at the very least going to be reported. Uh, Tulsa, approximately two weeks after Trump's rally there, they got a big a, a spike. Um, but... But Basically, a lot of places I saw, I saw they were also talking about a doctor was emphasizing that border states and the big cities where the protests have been held on the border of Mexico, they're seeing the biggest spikes in Mexico, in northern Mexico at the border, seeing big spikes too. Right. So there's anywhere you get to look, this stuff spreads like wildfire. So yeah, it is. It's highly contagious. And we, one of the trends we're seeing is that more young, younger people are getting it, um, which is going to. Of course. Well, that's because Andrew Cuomo stopped putting it in nursing homes. Yeah. it uh, Idiot. So the death rate is continually dropping for the most part across the country. There are some really hot spots where they're seeing spikes in deaths. But if you take the nation as a whole, the cases are going up, but the deaths are going down. I still think that we haven't seen the worst of it yet as far as the cases and as they have done for the, basically the duration of this thing, they're going to blow it up to be bigger than it is. And I, I see it, another nation, pretty much nationwide shutdown coming before this is all said. Well, and I do too by the States. And this has turned into a hundred percent political. I mean, we've got people, teachers that I know don't want to go back to school. They're liberals because they think people are going to die. Okay. So they want to keep the kids away from school even long. You cannot do this. Okay. There's so many people coming out and confirming you can't keep the kids out of school this long. This is not healthy for them. It's not healthy for the parents. I'm ready to go take a, take a long walk off of the longest pier I can find right now and just disappear. My wife's the same way. We have to do, we, we can't keep going like this. Well, just shut it down. You know, this whole wear a mask thing, but we, this just started up in our area, Walmart. Yeah, now reinstituted this, and of course, put your mask on to get in, then just take it off, and you know, throw caution to the wind. Right, and that's what's going on. It's just a feel. A lot of a lot of stores are that way now. Walgreens, I just stopped at Walgreens yesterday. You can't walk in there without a mask. What Um, did I tell you the story about Menards? They've been like, did they? No, they've been like that, but I didn't have it. So everything let up. Okay, this was the governor's order, so everything let up. So I walked into Menards, and I had to have a mask on while I was pissed off. I was in a rush. I'm like, I'll go somewhere else. I ain't got a mask. So I had to go to Menards for something. So I'm like, hell with it. I took my t-shirt because I didn't have a mask in the truck just in case they were going to make me put a mask on. So I pulled my t-shirt up over my face and the guy stops me. He goes, Hey, sir, you have to have a mask. I said, I got my t-shirt pulled up. I'll wear it. I just need to get something real quick. Well, no, you have to have, you have to have an actual mask, not just a piece of cloth. I said, the governor himself said, you can just cut up a t-shirt and put it over your face. 
And he goes, well, no, you have to have an actual face covering. I said, my face, I'm doing this in my shirt. I said, my face will not get any more covered than it is right now. No, that's not acceptable. I threw my arms. I'm like, hell with it then. Well, the best I mean, part about Menards, I went in there a few weeks ago and I didn't have my mask because, like you said, things had let up and, again, got stopped. Well, I, I, they sell masks. Well, where do you sell them? Right there at the service desk. So I can go sh- to the service desk. I can and go and buy the a people mask. in the service department. Right. And then, of course, I, it didn't dawn on me that I was wearing a bandana on my head. So just rather than stand it. in line because somebody was doing a price check that was taking forever, I just basically dropped my bandana down to my mouth. And the guy was like, thanks. Well, you know, and I get it. I mean, this is store's policy to do it. But it's one of those things that you cannot control. You can't, you can't enforce it. Um, what happened to keep an X amount of people in there at all time, too? Yeah. I mean, the big thing is you got to wear a mask if you can't be if you cannot be farther than six feet away from anybody else. Right. This is one of those things I think people have have seen it as a sign of politics. To be honest with you. And, and again, this goes back to my big argument way back when we had the big mask debate before. Um, don't tell me I have to wear a mask when you're not enforcing it on your own employees. Exactly. You know how many people I saw in the Walmart deli? Under the nose. Ma- under the nose. One guy had it pulled down. Yeah. So I went to this guy. I asked where the handkerchiefs were at because I was going to buy me handkerchiefs. And she gets in my face and she pulls down her mask and she goes, can you say that one more time? <laughs> this is pointless. Yeah. You know, like I said, if you, if you want to enforce that, fine. But you damn well better enforce it on your own employees if you're going to make me do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll dwindle out like anything else. But no, it's become a political thing. I mean, it's they're they're screaming about how bad this is, and still this stay home, save lives, and wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you got blood on your hands, and this is the new norm. I'm sorry, this is not the new normal. You got something that spiked up really fast, and I guarantee you, in the end of a decade, it's not going to probably kill any more people than the flu does. Yeah, and that's just how I it's mean, shaping that, up. The numbers are already showing that right now. What? What do we got for Illinois? We were talking about they're going to lock us down. Well, we had a spike here too, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. I know that the the state for the last three days has been over a thousand cases, which is the first time that's happened since. But they haven't hit. But they haven't hit that three percent threshold yet. Not yet. They're close. Not yet. Yeah, close. We'll we'll see. Give it a couple days. Uh, Locally, we have had. I think I saw it was fifty four cases in the last seven days, which is. Uh, for our area, huge. I mean, we were yeah. we were getting maybe ten cases a week or so, even during the peak. Other than the the one week where we had that outbreak at the um, the nursing home, but typically we were in the ten to fifteen cases a week, and now we've got fifty four, including uh, a unit of the fire department. And, yeah, there's uh, normal four on four uh, of them tested positive, and they've quarantined the other eleven that are in that unit. But last week when we did the show, we were sitting at like 360 something and or 260 something. And right now we're sitting at 314 um, home isolations, 40. There's two in the hospital and our death toll in this county, uh, which sat at 13 for a long time, is now 15. So even even down south here, we are seeing spikes. And I got to think that if it continues like this, it's not going to be long before old Pritzker is going to. Prickster is going to shut Pull it down the plug again. again. If it, it, he will. He, and he even, he wants to. He threatened to do it. He said, if I see this bike, we'll just shut it down again. We'll just continue to ruin our state even more than we already have. Yep. So, but anyway, going on with that, one other thing too is um, they're getting better ways to treat this stuff now. 
Yeah, like I we talked about the they're you know, getting, they've the got hospital, a playbook. Exactly, they got a playbook. They're preventing the deaths better. They're preventing the spread better. Like I said, and that was a real point of contention with me because Andrew Cuomo and a lot of other governors didn't head this stuff off at the past with the nursing homes fast enough. But they're finding out ways to keep people from dying. Hydroxychloroquine is getting proven effective in this. They're yep. starting to treat people with that. So even if they do get hospitalized, they're not using up the ventilators near near what they thought they would. Just remember back to March when this all flared up and this was going to be fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. This turned out, thankfully, not to be anything near what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, and again, to reiterate the point, uh, you're seeing the deaths significantly drop. So is it a, a bad virus? Is it going to make people, a lot of people sick? Yes, but it's, I don't think the, the numbers for the deaths are going to be anywhere near what they first anticipated back in late February, early March. This is no reason to shut an economy down. No. This is no reason for people to be out of work, not be able to pay their mortgages, uh, not be able to keep their businesses open. Right. Because I'm even getting hit with that right now. We're out of work because, you know, it's a chain reaction. We didn't shut down, but uh, our customer did. Yeah. So now it's hitting us. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Give me, give me the coronavirus. I'll take it. Yep. You know, it's one of those deals. So anyway, one last thing with the coronavirus. Look. Do be safe. Keep your distance from people. Wash your hands. This is stuff I was doing before this ever happened, though. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't like being down for two or three days with the flu. You know, I get it. But just don't be a jackass. I mean, be sensible. You know, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the, you know, the solution. Um, and if you want to wear a mask, please wear a mask. If yeah. you're elderly, if you're susceptible, wear the mask. We get it. We, I don't... Nobody likes it. For, nobody likes it, but I'm not going to harsh somebody for wearing a mask. Right. Especially if you're immunocompromised, you're elderly, you've got these underlying conditions. Be safe, but be safe as you should during a normal flu season as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe put off that trip to go visit grandma and grandpa. And if you do, be smart about it. You know, wash up, wear a mask if you have to, avoid, you know, contact. Uh, because that's those are the people that are going to be affected the most. It, it isn't going to be... People, you know, young people and people even our age aren't going to be affected by it. It's going to be who we transmit it to, you know, our older loved ones that won't be able to fight the virus the way that our, we can. Pretty much this comes down to we don't need a damn government telling us what to do. Here. Right. Use your heads. Use Common the sense. instinct uh, that's been, you know, in us since since man the, popped the up. The dawn of man. Yeah. So anyway, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap it. What do you think, Dees? Yeah, just a couple of quick plugs. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you go and check out uh, Eldonzo's interview with Bobby Liebling. Uh, it's a great hour-long interview with one of the, the true legends Thank of you. rock and roll. And we've got, just real quick, we've got another one coming up with Roger Ward from Mad Max. He played Fifi in Mad Max. He's, he oh, nice. An, a true Australian treasure. Okay, awesome. this guy is really awesome. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about with him. That'll be coming up this week as well. Yep, and actually, uh, check out my new show, Hanging with D's. It's got the sports and entertainment side of things, uh, usually with my cousin Hunter, or I believe today I'm going to have um, his brother on. We're going to talk, I think, some movies and some pro wrestling. I hope to have that up by tomorrow. But uh, continue to like, follow, and share all the shows that we drop here in the Eldonzo and D's podcast network. We're growing. I think that's it for me. If you keep listening, we'll keep talking. This right. is El Donzo out, baby. See you.